0: Yo, 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 what's going on, y'all? It's your boy, Kenny Clutch. Welcome to the first episode of the Clutch Vision Podcast. And I got my guest, the one, the only, Phil Wright in the building, choreographer extraordinaire, you know, motivational speaker, you, parent jam, you name it, he does it. Bringing the positivity to your ears into your life. What's going on? What's going on, Phil? Yo,
1: yo, yo, yo. Hey, yo, Kenny, man. Thanks for having me, man. This is crazy, man. This is awesome, man. Congratulations on the new podcast, man. I'm happy to be here.
0: Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you for for coming through, man. This is uh, awesome. You you are the first guest on the podcast, Um, you know, and I chose you for a reason, man. We, we go back a couple years and, you know, just your, your energy, your, um, your level of positivity, you know, you're the first, the first person on the podcast, um, you know, to, to come in and bless the airways, you know, for the people. And I chose you, you know, because number one, you know the positivity level that you show, especially on Instagram and all over the internet, is is out of this world. Especially right. through yeah. the, the art right. form of dance, you know what I'm saying. And I and right. you're you're doing something that's that, you know, not a lot of dancers are doing, or really no other dancer that I've seen, um, has done to the level of what you're doing it on. You know, and right. for the people that don't know you, just give a little background on yourself. You know where you are from. I know you're a married man now. You know what I'm saying? So you're going to talk about that a little bit. Right.
1: right. Well, uh, originated and born and raised from Miami, Florida. Um, I started teaching. I want to say when I was around like 22 or so. And uh, a little bit before that, I started teaching like, you know, kids at a local dance studio here and there. You know, I did it for the fun of it. It really wasn't, anything that I was pursuing or anything like that. Um, but, um, you know, as I grew older, I, I, I started to develop this passion for it. And, um, you know, through time, it sort of grew on me like, you know, a pet, you know what I mean? <laughs> so um, started to develop some love for for the game and I got into it. And about seven years ago, I moved to L.A., and um, you know, this is i s I'm definitely homegrown, you know what I mean? Like there isn't any uh secret paths I took. Um there wasn't um uh, there much mentorship ahead of me you know, that you know, was, was no you know, there was no one telling me which way to go, you know. Mm. And um I had to sort of figure it out for myself, you know, and uh, right. you know, which I wouldn't change for anything in the Mm -hmm. world because, you know, I wouldn't be the person who I am today. And the, you know, the, the ambition was sparked a bit because, you know, I really didn't have anyone there to, to tell me what what was wrong, you know, what was right or what's wrong, you know? Um, But anyway, you know, fast forwarding everything uh, I really, really found the passion and dance and, I started to connect with a lot of different people do- during my journey. Mm-hmm. I one of the first studios that I started teaching at here in LA was Debbie Reynolds Dance
0: mm-hmm. uh, studio. Nice. Uh
1: here on Lancashire, where it was on Lancashire. And then uh, one of the first studios that gave me my first like dance permanent slot was uh IDA out here in Hollywood.
0: Oh, okay. You know, know, when I
1: when I tell you it was two people in class for the first year.
0: Right, right.
1: (laughs) It was was two people in class, you know, and um that that tested my patience. Mm. That tested if I really wanted to do this or not, you know, because you know, a lot of people think about numbers, think people think about, you know, uh more capacity of amount of people coming to class so those numbers make the teacher look good and I had to really really like be patient about the process Mm -hmm. and um, that lesson within itself taught me patience Mm -hmm. it taught me Mm -hmm. it taught me resilience it taught me how to actually be a people person you know Um, and you know, some, sometimes the best, you know, not sometimes, but the majority of the time, the best classes are the classes that you have four or five people in class rather than 500 people in class, you know? Right.
0: and uh, Cause you get to I, like, kind of like I, dig I, in with them a little bit more, right?
1: I get, I get, I get a lot of one-on-one time with them. I get their views a little bit more uh, and they make their point, you know, made more often than, you would if you caught them in a, a class full of five hundred people, you know. So, uh, yeah, man. And um, I, I started teaching, and I, I sort of made that my staple, and I just ran with it, man.
0: Right, right. Yeah, you, you, you really did, man. I think the first time I um, caught wind of, of your movement was, um, I think it was a YouTube video that you that you posted with you and now your wife um and oh, yeah. uh, which i think that was the one that went viral right which uh um, yeah. and you proposed to her <laughs> you know yeah, in class uh, like that that was so, that was super well, dope yeah, so
1: basically you know we had been dating for about 8 years and it was coming up on our 8, eight year anniversary and um mm-hmm. you know i kept saying to myself man i got to propose to this girl soon man I yes. got- yeah 8 years <laughs> bro <laughs> right Right. So uh, I uh, I thought about the idea. You know what? I'm just going to go ahead and uh, go ahead and just do it, man. So I uh, I told her, hey, look, we're going to collab on this class, you know, just to get her Mm -hmm. in, you know, the mode of teaching and all of this stuff. And um, yeah, man, that's why I decided to go ahead and propose in class. And that that video took fire and went viral, viral. And. It went crazy and propelled our relationship into the public eye.
0: Mm, That's so awesome, man. So how does it feel being a married man right now? Beautiful, man. It's
1: amazing, man. I love, I love, you know what, it, my mom raised me as a single mother, you know, and Mm -hmm. I never had that mom, dad, you know, environment, Mm -hmm. you know. Right. And not to take right. anything away from my mom because my mom was a superhero. Like she did everything, right. you know. And um, I just want to, I just want to create something that I've never experienced before, and that I've actually seen. I've seen that it's possible, so I want to make it possible in my my world over here. So you know, I want to. You know, I'm married now. We, you know, right. we we talking about you know trying to pop some, you know. Junior feels uh-oh, in the uh-oh. world, junior you know. Yes, yeah, and junior Phil. You know.
0: <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> it's a it's a <laughs> feel <Yeah>. right family. Everything feels <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> That's what's up, man. So, like, so let's touch on that a little bit. So, like, you grew up, you know, without your dad in your life, you know, and your mom raised you as a single woman, which I, I would think, you know, like you have so much respect for her because it's not easy raising, you know, a black man in, in America. You know what I'm saying? We hear this all the time, right? And what do you right. say to to the to the guy that's in your situation? Cause now you're you've you created something successful for yourself. And normally what we see is is a path of the the normal path of, you know, the kid that black or white really doesn't really matter or whatever, but that goes down the path of not having a father in their life. And then they end up going down that, that wrong road. What do you say to that person?
1: Uh, that it's all about mindset. You know, the Mm -hmm. moment you feel like the world is against you, you lost, you know? Mm -hmm. And I feel like I never had, see, my mindset was, that was the norm for me, you know? And as I grew older, I started to realize, Oh, that's, oh oh that's not really oh you can't get like you can't have a mom and a father in the same household but as i was younger when i was younger i didn't know any better like i did not not know any better but that wasn't any indifferent for me you know um so for me it was more like okay the world is mine my mom i got my mom here i have my everything here she has my back no matter what she she's making sure I got food on the table, she's making sure that I got clothes on my back. I'm good. The world mm-hmm. is mine. And right. you know I she she was the one that sort of instilled that you know the world is made for you and only you, you know. And once I started to have that and, and staple that uh, on my my personality and my skin, it, the the opportunities were endless for me. So, wow. you know, so... the moment, there are times where I feel like I'm down and I feel like the world is against me. But those times do come and go. They're very temporary. And it's, it does exactly what we enable it to do, is get us down, you know. So... Um mindset is a very, very important uh variable to the solution
0: uh for you to succeed in this crazy world, man absolutely, absolutely I totally agree. I think that i think the the more you know fill rights we have in the world, the more you know, the people like, like you see uh, on the internet right like now, um, the Inky Johnsons or the Eric Thomases, like driving home that positivity because we're all talented, you know, and we all have this uh, a talent and a gift, you know, but not everyone has like, you know, the, the mindset, like you said. And I think it's important like what, you know, to reinstill all the time that that mindset. Now, you know, you've come in, you've come, you came to, to, um, to teach over here in Jersey, you know, several different times. And the one thing that I noticed the most is the positivity that you drive within the class and in setting the mindset, um, in your classes, how important is that for you to continuously set the mindset, especially like for dancers? It's
1: vital, you know, and I, it's actually more important than the, the dance steps that you teach, you know that goes a long way and a lot of my following doesn't come from and i'll be frank with you you know it doesn't come from the magnificent choreography that i present to them it's it's about the message and the feeling that people walk in with and the the feeling that they walk out with you know so not to get too preachy or anything like that but there's a aura that I like to create in the classroom that there's that's that they will never forget, you know. Mm. And and that's more powerful than the routine that they learn there. Cause more than likely they'll learn a the routine, they'll love it, they'll go home, they'll re record it, they'll post it up on their social media and then it's over. But the message right. that I get tell them or relate to them sticks with them forever. You know? That's so though,
0: yeah that's, yeah, cuz it's like a word, you know, like a, words stick with people like positive or negative. They they stick with people. You never really forget right. what someone says, but you do have uh control on how it makes you feel and how you receive or Absolutely. experience that that type of word, you know? And Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's super dope, man. Like and now what I see you doing is you're taking it a step further and you're instilling this this is an important thing for me and my wife as well too. Like 50% of marriages end up in divorce and yeah. what you, what you've done. And I don't even know if you did it, you know, on purpose or whatever, but cause it looks so organic, but you created this thing called the parent jam. And as a, as a, uh-huh. as a parent, it not only it instills so much, um, you know, into what needs to be re, uh, reiterated in our American culture, period. You know, when how important it is for parent bonding with the children, growing together, father, mother, child, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's so important uh, instill that into the family home, and you've reconstructed, or, or are reconstructing that, and i seen you guys were just on Ellen, so congratulations to that. Man, thank you, you know.
1: man. Thank you, thank
0: you, man. So that. yeah, so that. talk about, so give us the, the history of the parent jam and then and lead into Ellen. How, how did that, that uh, come about? So about, uh, I want to say about
1: 2015, 2014, 2015, I was teaching at IDA and um, I typically taught a kid class and I started to notice that a lot of the parents were actually waiting outside like a slew of parents just waiting outside for their kids to finish the class and then you know, I just thought about the clever idea of incorporating incorporating them into the class so like, that's where, where the kid dances with the parent and then we video it and then we post it, you know what I mean and um, now by all means, I did not create the kid dancing with the parent, but I did sort of Remodel this class uh, genre, if you will, for Mm -hmm. uh, these Instagram and social media videos. So, um, and I took hold of that and I ran with it. So, um, and then that's when I called the Parent Jam, you know, and uh, a lot of people started to love it and, you know, kind of caught fire. A couple of videos caught fire, you know. I once had like an 80s, 87 year old man. He came with his granddaughter, Um, yeah, and it it was a it was beautiful thing to see. And you know, I'm dancing to modern day music, you know, right? So (laughs) you put on DJ Khaled to the max, and you see this grandma dancing to DJ Khaled to the max. Getting busy, like it's (laughs) all. So, um, to fast forward things, basically, that caught fire, and I've been doing that for years, and. During this process, I was pitching to Ellen, and but no one would actually ever get back to me or anything. Um, and I, we just kept pitching and pitching and pitching. And just as recent, they finally gave us a call and they wanted us
0: on the show. And uh, wow. we were
1: on the show and we had a blast. And it was such an amazing, amazing uh,
0: experience, bro. Wow, bro. That's awesome, man. Yo, man, this is a wild 2019 for you, man. I've been following... You know from the top you got married this year right Yes sir yes sir And then and then you did the you just did the was it the VMAs
1: VMAs I did the VMAs, VMAs, VMAs. I choreographed for MC Hammer's tour this 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 year I did a couple of pieces Will of Smith TLC I just
0: finished working with Will Smith uh so uh, so let's uh, let's let, let, let's talk about Big Willie Style real quick what's what how, <laughs> you know Big Philly and Big Willie. You know what <laughs> I'm <mean>? we- saying?
1: <laughs> Straight up. Uh, uh, Will's Will's company, Westbrook, reached out to me. And they were curious, you know, about my work. And they didn't, you know, put me in the green light yet. They didn't say they were going to work with me yet. But they were just wanted me to send over some samples of my work and everything like that. And, um we kept doing a lot of back and forth and, you know, and doing this process, I knew that I could potentially work with Will Smith. It was never really, really solid, um, but um, ended up, you know, talking with the management and they ended up booking me, man. And it turns out that Will wanted to drop some social media pieces, which makes sense, you know, with me involved because I'm all about that um Mm -hmm. um and yeah so we ended up doing like a funny video choreography was not that hard um at all it was actually really really easy but I got to meet him and that was like my third time meeting him but that was the first time I was able to work with him on -on one-on-one you know um and uh yeah man it was a great experience shout out to Westbrook shout out to Don um
0: did you get a chance to pick, uh, pick his, his, brain? his
1: brain? No, I you know I was really afraid to, <laughs> you know. But oh he God. he uh the mind he, of he honestly, Will Smith <laughs> he sat down and talked to the entire he he spoke to the the entire team that was there and gave like a little motivational speech. And uh um, mm-hmm. you know, it, he knows, he knows everyone wants to pick his pick his brain, but he just does it for us, you know.
0: Yeah, it's almost impossible to like sit down with them obviously, you know. That's pretty dope, right. man. That's pretty dope. So yeah, man. So you've been you've been all over, you know, your your Instagram is buzzing, you know, like crazy, man. And what I I, I just finished uh speaking at uh the I dance for a cure. And right. um, you know, with Krisha and they have that event every year. And right. what was amazing to me, the the kids um there man like they were so engaged into what we were what we were talking about and right. i would like for you to like kind of like let's expand it a little bit because basically what i went in there to do was to give them not just motivation but to empower them because most right. students or most dancers uh they get upset if they don't if they don't get a, a an audition if they don't make the audition or if they don't if they don't make the cut for a certain job you know and right that can be discouraging. They can fall into some type of depression, anxiety, you know, different things that go along with, you know, the whole mental health issue type of thing. And right. Right. uh, you know, you have turned it into like a brand. Like you're you're now like the feel right, like you're third person now. You're not even feel right no more. You you third person, you like the feel right, you know what I'm saying? Like the rock or somebody. And so it's like it's like you've turned it into a brand. Like you're not the worker, you're the actual brand, you know. And yeah, I, I mean, you know, was... I think it's I I I knew
1: as I was, you know, working more and more in the industry that I had to turn my name into a household name, you know. Yeah. Um, it was important for me to do that, and it was important for me um to Build that, you know. Um, think as an entrepreneur, it's like as an entrepreneur, you have to set, and it's not like an ego thing, you really have to put yourself as a priority in this industry, in this world. And you have to, like, it's like, you know, remember The Rock when he was, you know, at WWE? He always talked to himself at he always talked to the newscaster in third person. Like, he talked about himself, you know? Right. And that as an example, for me, I felt like treating yourself as important as you think that you can be in this world Mm -hmm. magnifies the attention that you get within Mm. the world. You Mm. understand what I'm saying? So... The fact that The Rock was talking to himself in third person automatically put him on this platform and on this pedestal for him to be great, you know? Um, You may look at it from an egotistical mindset, but that will only come and go just as fast as you thought of him being negative about himself. That that will be like a whiff, you know? But the long-term effect will be on a, which will be on a grander scale, will be him being this great mogul, this great right. title, this great household name. And mm-hmm. um, that's just an example, but I I knew for, you know, the time that I'm going to be here, I needed to incorporate my name, which I did. Right. I got my name incorporated. Mm-hmm. Um, I got Under my corporation, I trademarked the parent jam, which I created. And a lot of things needed to be done on paper, you know? And a lot of us don't do anything on paper. We just say we create this and we done this and we done that. And it's not enough. We need to put that on black and white and become a little bit more smarter about, you know, showing receipts. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So... Yeah, that that's basically how I would see it.
0: That's so dope, man. Yeah, I, I think that, you know, dancers in today's age, especially, um, a lot of us need to think, you know, more on a on a on a grander scale to make the brand. You are the brand. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like you're 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 pretty right. much an independent contractor. You are a business at the end of the right. day. And a lot of us don't, you know, they're made they're made to feel if we keeping it a hundred, they're made to feel like they're not. You know, I said uh right. I said dancers, I said workers come a dime a dozen, but a brand can last a lifetime. Absolutely. You know, you can, Absolutely. You can yeah. always get workers. Anybody can get a worker. I can go get a job at, at FedEx or something like that. <laughs>
1: There's nothing wrong with any of that. You know what I mean? Right. But for me, for me. I'm looking to leave a thumbprint in the world. You know what I'm saying? Like, and if that means me working at Ralph's and bagging groceries for the rest of my life, guess what? I'm going to be remembered. You know what I mean? Yes. I will be remembered right. as the best grocery bagger in the United Ever. States of America. You know what I'm saying? So whichever, or whatever you do, you know, you have to make sure that you maximize on your opportunities because we all know that tomorrow isn't promised
0: tomorrow isn't promised and and it's it's so important you know to reiterate that all the time and it's like you got to take today by by the horns you know and I think that it's important that you know you and I stand behind you brother you know on this at pushing the positivity especially to the, to this next generation or not even next they're now you know And we right. need to stop saying next when they already here <laughs> so it's like you know, I, I think that that's that's important. Like if you're gonna be bagging and listen, I used to bag groceries too. Like that was my one uh, yeah, of my first I jobs. <laughs> yeah. I used to I work, used to work shop- at shop right.
1: Bag groceries, cut lawns, wash cars, right. cut hair, uh right. what, you, what
0: you need. <laughs> yeah, right. I used to do it all. You, right, right. Just do whatever you can. You know what I'm saying? I used to pick up trash. Yeah, you know what?
1: Point, during yeah. that time, that was everything for me. It right. when I was cutting hair. I Mm. couldn't wait for the next person to sit in my chair to go ahead and cut some hair. Like that was everything for me. And whatever I was doing at that current moment, I needed to and wanted to maximize on whatever I was doing. Like I wanted to be the absolute best at it with no, no questions asked when I was working at McDonald's on the grill. I wanted to be the guy to flip the quarter pounders. Okay. Bring the quarter pounders. Like, that's not you know what i mean like bring them on here. You, know bring them you know what i'm saying on. It was, yeah it was it's vital for whoever and whomever is uh doing whatever they're doing to maximize on
0: it. absolutely awesome absolutely. brother yeah word yeah. so check it we got about 30 seconds left got it. give the people where can they find you and what's coming up next
1: Look, 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 this is your boy, Phil Wright. You can follow me on Instagram at Phil underscore Wright underscore. You can also follow my brand, which is called The Parent Jam. Um, you also follow me on YouTube, which is crazy right now, uh, D-A-N-Z-E Machine. And uh, we got a lot of great things coming up. We just announced on the Ellen DeGeneres show that The Parent Jam Class model will be awesome going to early, uh, disney channel um, awesome. early 2020 and i just dropped that on your show just now
0: <laughs> let's go baby yeah
1: <laughs> yeah yep. early 2020 the parent jam will be also known as the fam jam on disney channel so yes. uh make sure you guys be on the lookout for that and uh yeah man we're looking out here to change the world and uh add a little
0: bit more positivity to the world. That's so awesome, brother. I'm proud of you, man. I thank you for coming on to the show, you know, and keep doing what you're doing, brother. This is so awesome. Like, I love watching your stuff. My wife loves watching your stuff, you know what I mean? And I can't wait to, you know, to get up in one of them parent jams. I'm going to bring Christian along with you. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. That'll be one. That's a viral video right there, baby. That's right there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we going in, brother. We going in. I appreciate so, you, Kenny. Yes, sir. So, everyone that has been watching, we thank you so much for joining us on the episode of the Clutch Vision Podcast. If you would like, please follow us on Instagram, at Kenny Clutch underscore, on YouTube, Kenny Clutch Speaks Or go to our website, www.kidneyclutchspeaks.com. You can also donate to our Cancer Foundation, 21K Foundation. And you can also donate to the podcast on our Patreon page, which will be in the description below. We thank you. We love you. And when we change the mind, we change the game. See you all next time. Peace.